All right. Episode 60. All right. I'm I'm not gonna butcher the title. Uh I did it once in the pre-show. So <laughs> yeah, so we're we're just doing it's a pretty chill episode today. Um, you know, we're gonna talk about C Gump, you know, our our fabled <sighs> IPA. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, talk a little bit more about, you know, holiday season, what we got coming up and, uh, yeah, chill, drink, chat, have some fun. The 60th episode. You'll, uh, you'll notice a distinct lack of Jason tonight. Uh, Jason was not feeling super hot. So, I mean, he is super hot, but he wasn't feeling super hot. So, uh, he's, he's out on, you know, sick leave. Uh, we don't have PTO (laughs) for the show though. So, uh, hopefully he's. So he's got to do a double episode next. Week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have we don't have PTO. He's got to make it up somehow. Um, so, um, before we get into Seagump and everything like that, maybe some uh, some show cleanup and announcements. Um, as everyone uh, who's listened to the show the last couple of weeks knows, we've talked about. Uh, doing a sort of party show next week. And that is still the plan. Um, I have the episode created. I don't have it published out to Facebook yet because they don't let me publish uh, more than a week out in advance um, for live shows for whatever reason. So yeah, that's super annoying, but um, we're going to be uh, slamming seltzer all night, hard seltzer. Mm. Uh, We're going to have some uh, home brewers on. We're going to have some past guests on. Um, uh, I might even get Shana on. Maybe maybe I'll get my mom on. Whoa! Um, yeah, yeah, she's 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 been a fan in the past, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, uh, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're just gonna probably rotate out through you know guests the entire night and um, just kind of see who shows up. So we're we're kind of starting to get some stuff scheduled. Um, hey Patrick, uh, thanks for watching. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, we're just gonna talk you know beer and brewing and. And catch up, you know, with uh, old friends, and it'll be a nice Thanksgiving uh, show, even if it is just a touch early for the holiday. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving Michigan brews style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we still have some guests lined up um, for December. I couldn't remember what month was coming after November for a second. I've only had one beer tonight so far. Um, oh, I know. So I'll have to or catch up on the show. Need more. Um, yeah, so it, it'll be it'll be a good time. Uh, I hope everybody comes out when uh, when the show does come out. If you guys see that Facebook post, uh, please feel free to share it. We would love to interact with people um, on the show, even if you aren't necessarily on webcam. And and maybe you know if we have room or whatever, uh, we'll invite people onto the stream live just to hang out and drink too. So who knows? Um, yeah. It will be a fun celebration so yeah i was down at meyer and uh they they had celebration out so i bought a, a 12 pack of that you know it's a it's a holiday staple what, are, what about you guys yeah uh i'm i'm drinking one of my ciders from husted hmm. or Husted. houston how do, how do i don't say actually husted? know so yeah people say houston and i used to say husted until I heard you know what we should houston. we should just ask one of them to come on the show talk about us <laughs> talk about apples again you know uh, I, I grew up in my brother one of my brother's friends last name was houston not that that means they pronounce it the same but so that's okay. why i've always said it that way all right all right that could be a good potential guest yeah 
If anybody knows any of the uh, Houston family, let us know. <laughs> so, and I'm drinking just a oh, it'll show it up here. Get a little too hard. Ooh, good, good standby. <laughs> a, a staple. You think I have one of those in my uh, my set aside fridge down here? Your 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 emergency beer pack. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I um. I got this little, occasionally my, my work uh, sends out like little vouchers to uh, redeem for gifts on, I think it's like Amazon or something. You you can't really choose like a, a gift card or a dollar amount. You can only choose from like a predetermined like list of things, uh, kind of like some places do for like anniversary gifts. Oh, and uh, one of the, the choices was this little uh, 12 can slash six bottle like mini fridge. And the thing's made out of plastic, and I don't actually know how it gets cold because it doesn't make any noise. But it seems, <laughs> seems to seems to do a decent enough job. It's Amazon magic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of neat. So yeah, that's my my office fridge until I you know convince Shana to let me get a, another keyser you know back here or something. We'll just see. gonna run lines up through your wall. Might as well just do that and just get some taps <laughs> in your room. That's. I feel like you'd have like a whole pint's worth of beer in your taps at that point or in your lines, but you know, at that point, yeah, yeah, if, if not more, it's not going to be cold. <laughs> you got to run like a glycol against the lines to keep everything chilled. I just, yeah, yeah, there's, uh, there's our topic for the evening. Year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Running How lines. Do, uh, well. <laughs> just uh, pull it up next to your electric, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. cool. Enough. <laughs> you just use that um, wire as a guide. Yeah. What's well, no. everybody in chat drinking tonight? Let us know. I'll type it out too, just for the uh, the late appears. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Brandon, for showing up tonight and being uh, Jason Light. That's right. Well, I'll do my best. I'll try to you know, carry that. <laughs> this torch. this does mean you have to get really drunk. Oh man, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> But not, but not too drunk. Not, I think not, that not, that not. it's it's against like uh, you know Facebook and YouTube's guidelines if you uh, like get get maliciously and intentionally like drunk or something on well, those are on, some uh, on <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're industry professionals. So. I'll do I'll do my best to not uh, make that happen, but you know, no guarantees. Oh, Rye Manhattan <laughs> is what Patrick is drinking. That sounds good. Nice. Sound good. I haven't had a Manhattan in forever. I haven't really had a mixed drink in forever. Bloody Mary is probably the last one that I had. Yeah, I want to say for me it was probably a mule. Mm. Yeah, probably Mm, like a whiskey mule, Kentucky mule, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think I had a Moscow mule a couple weeks ago. That's probably the last one I had too. So I had a, uh, I feel like I had a mule made with. Gosh, what was it? It was, it was some like non-standard ingredient, and now it's going to bug the hell out of me that I don't remember what it was. I almost want to say it was like I had it at a winery, um, okay. but but I don't remember what it was that I had. There was anyway, um, a good story for me. One, um, what, who was it? I want to say it's like Coppercraft or whatever. Mm. I think they're in Holland area. They do they something would... called a Michigan Mule that's made with gin. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's that's interesting. That's pretty how's, good. How's gin and ginger go? Ginny that work well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'd try that. So, um, we brewed Sea Gump. We did. 
We brewed a freaking shrimp beer. Although I, I have some spoilers and I have some sad news, but before we get into it, um, Jordan, Jordan and I uh, decided that before we, you know, uh, induce a whole pound of shrimp into a beer, we should probably, uh, you know, do some tasting trials. Mm. And uh, and we we poured out some. I think it was uh, that Founders Red IPA, that new one. I can't remember what it's called. Oh. Yeah, it's such a red IPA. It's delicious. Um, but we poured out some of that, and we poured out some of my Oktoberfest, and uh, we dry shrimped it uh, while we were brewing the beer, and uh, mm. the the results were unsatisfying. Uh, That's putting it lightly, Brian. <laughs> Describe the unsatisfyingness. I had my gag reflux induced. Was... Um, I did too. <laughs> I almost, I almost puked uh, away from the the boil kettle. Um, that would have been a whole completely new beer this time around. <laughs> Brian Jump uh, IPA. Yeah. Oh, I think I think Jordan described it best. If you can still remember how you described it on on the day. Oh. No, I don't. It's fine. It, it was uh, it was like drinking pond water. Oh yeah, yep, yep. That sounds um, about right. And and I didn't really think that it would be that flavor until I tried it. And uh, I don't know if you've ever visited Woods Lake uh, in town here in Kalamazoo. Yeah, lake water. Travis says. Yeah. Dry shrimping seawater, lake water. Yeah. Also, maybe it was Travis that described it. But uh, so Travis was there uh, brewing with us. Uh, him and his wife Sam. Um. And uh, and yeah, so we made an executive decision on the amount of shrimp to be used in the Sea Gump IPA uh, because using that whole one pound bag uh, pretty much would have made the beer like undrinkable. Like it wouldn't have even been fun for like a, a, a gag. Like no. I would have wanted to throw away my would keg. Have been a gag. I I would prefer have preferred <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <Yes>. Replace my <laughs> my tap lines. Um, so we uh, we ran a single shrimp through the boil and threw it away just to make sure that, you know, at least a shrimp touched the beer. Um, but sadly, it is going to be a uh, pretty much coconut IPA. Which is um, perfectly fine. And it, and it tastes and smells good. It's Sabro and uh, bergamot hops. And we did mash with panko, though. I will have you know. Yep. So there, there was that at least for the shrimp breading. <laughs> we used a whole one pound bag of panko. Um, I have no idea what it did. The I think the um, the OG on it was ten seventy two. So it's going to be a pretty solidly strong IPA. Yeah. I think we're going for like seven seven and a half percent. But um, so sad news in that uh, nobody will have to, you know potentially puke uh when trying this with us so are we Good switching news. its name can we call it lieutenant dan <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll think about it it's going to be on tap at the Ross's house so we'll we'll let them decide i suppose maybe Tra uh, so yeah. travis can garnish what you can garnish with a shrimp man that's i <laughs> i have flashbacks that's there, there was some talk about you know um oh wetting and dusting the outside of a beer glass with you know mm. some sort of garnish so maybe like uh we can powder up some of the dry shrimp in a blender and you know you can 
you know, here, here's here's an idea. <laughs> here's a, here's an idea. Just just serve the beer with a side of shrimp chips that you get from like a Vietnamese restaurant. Yeah, okay. there you go. Yeah. Those those like are shrimp shrimp flavored like Pringles or something floating around. Like you used to be able to get some like that at Big Lots. You can go to Pacific Rim and get some sort of shrimp flavored chip there for sure. Okay, there we go. Yeah, we'll do that. And that'll be that'll be for the side. We're just changing the spirit of it for the sake of <laughs> everybody's taste buds. I'm um, kind of glad to hear that news, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing. I mean, we did create the recipe. We, we formulated it and how we thought it would be best and we failed. And that's part of homebrewing is, is, is learning from our mistakes and brewing with shrimp is a mistake. So yes, that is, um, <laughs> don't will, do it. <laughs> I, I will, well, I'll make a post about it online somewhere so that if somebody Googles it one day, uh, that post will show up and there will just be like a giant, you know, picture of a shrimp with a, a red, you know, no symbol on top of it. And, and we'll be good. Yeah, I guess, you know, we, we could we can always try. Yeah, it's like Travis saying a new segment, beer pairings with Jordan. Um, <laughs> no, I think, yeah, maybe we should do not not specifically yeah. that, but do a segment of like. You know, can can we make this into beer? Uh, shrimp is a no. Um, we, <laughs> so far, we, yeah, so far. <laughs> Although they make oyster beer, and that's yeah, disgusting sure. too. So, I uh, I don't know how they do that. They also make Rocky Mountain oyster beer. <laughs> okay, no, what that? What, didn't somebody make a, uh, <laughs> a beer not too long ago with like whale sperm or something like that? I feel like I read or remember. No, maybe uh, not. I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know what you're reading, Brian, but it it, it would have had to have been like dogfish head, probably. <laughs> like squid is often used. You know, you go, you go there if you want nautical, make a black beer. I hear <laughs> that that sort of has that same pond water, lake water taste to it too. What is um, uh, squid ink in in a beer or something? I've I've never had it, so I don't know, but. Um, Ugh, yeah, mm. it probably is gross. Yeah. So very, very sorry to all of our loyal followers who wanted a uh, a, a shrimp IPA and wanted to see us uh, essentially puke on the screen. We, yeah, yeah. we had to put an axe to it for our our own our own good. And um, uh, thank you to the Rosses for the valuable learning experience. <laughs> now we now nobody we saved the world from. But we did try it. We did try what it would have been. We did dry shrimp some beer. We did drink it. Um, and we only had like what one or two shrimps in like that yeah, glass. And putting, yeah, putting putting a pound in there would have been that too high of a shrimp rate. One <laughs> shrimp to about five ounces was too much. So shrimp um, ratio would have been out of control. It, it, when when only exposed for a little bit, it sort of just tasted a little more salty and had more of like a an aromatic, like lakey aroma. But in there for about half an hour in the, you know, beautiful fall sun heat uh, really did not do it justice. So, so OK, I'm going to I'm going to put the first off a first mistake. Did we figure out what those shrimp are actually used for? Are those like for feeding turtles? 
I do not know. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know I feel if like Jason's that was a watching the show tonight, but maybe he can maybe he can Seems find like, that out for us. Yeah, he's I'm wondering about a them. salad. Are they not meant for human consumption? Are we, they? Yeah. we ate them. We ate them dry too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 tried one and chewed it up and promptly spit it back out. It um, stuck to your teeth. Like, it did. It was, it was like a gummy shrimp. Yeah, it turned uh, into except shrimp flavored gummy shrimp. Like, it was yeah, it was just just bad everything about it was bad that's what, like okay pardon me we maybe we that. should maybe we I should try it again right, and actually buy fresh shrimp this time here's what google tells you actually i should say what google stole from healthy nibbles and bits.com we put pet food in beer that's what uh, it, uh, it uh it does say to use use it in like stir fries broths or dumplings but it also says like this person recommends soaking the shrimp in water for 20 to 30 minutes before using it or beer or, yeah. or, or, or yeah. Well, well, if you do the water, you maybe you'll get some of that grossness out of it first and then put the shrimp uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or, right. or maybe see now we're getting into variations. Maybe we sh- soak the shrimp in the brewing water first and then just use that water to brew. Hmm. It'd be like equally as disgusting. Probably shrimp but. mash. Yeah. <laughs> maybe with a couple but no um maybe not ever yeah no i i, I wouldn't <laughs> maybe 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 fresh shrimp will be better than dried shrimp um you know just like dry hopping can potentially be different than uh dry hopping with fresh hops versus uh you know pellets uh, it can be different. You know, I mean, we don't know. There's still a lot of experimentation to do here. So if anybody wants to uh, volunteer any extra shrimp up that they have, maybe. I, uh, I was going to say, you know what? I think we, we can we'll, we'll do it again if we get sponsored by the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor us. We'll make, we'll make another shrimp beer. Somebody, somebody forward this video to them, and and uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. Or, or if somebody wants to volunteer their time and effort to uh, do it on their own at their own home system, I would be more than happy to try it and give you my uh, completely unbiased feedback. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll join you there. I will <laughs> solidarity. I can't let you suffer alone. That's... Yeah, yeah. If you, if you're gonna replace your tap lines afterwards, then at least I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll I'll suffer through a couple ounces for you. The old shrimpy try. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 all there is to say about the the Sea Gump IPA Brew Day. We uh, we will have it kegged probably before the next show, but I don't think it'll be ready to drink by then. Um, so I would wager potentially episode sixty two. Maybe we'll have the Rosses on and. And we'll be drinking some some IPA. Um, I, I wager that Jason will be feeling better by then. Uh, hopefully, none of us will be sick. Hopefully, the Rosses will be fine. I don't want to jinx anything right now just by saying it, even though I just did. But stupid is as stupid does, and that it was exactly what that brew day was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Or at least the idea. <clears throat> so. What uh, what stupid brew thing have you done recently, Brandon? We've uh, we've embarrassed ourselves beyond belief for the last ten minutes here. Uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure how I. I have a couple guesses how I did it, but I did actually recently brew a, a red 
it was supposed to be an Irish red. Um, but then I, and I did leave it in the fermenter longer than I normally do to give it more of an option. I was just trying it, uh, oh, this over the weekend, I think. And, uh, it's got like, uh, some Belgian character to it. So like either, oh. either one of two things could happen. The most likely is I also had, uh, fermented a Belgian triple in that same fermenter, which, you know, I thought I did a great job of cleaning it. It's stainless steel. There's only like one, one area where the silicone like O-ring mm-hmm. is or may, that it could have really happened, but you know, it tasted, it's got like a slight Belgian character to it. And I was like, this is not an Irish rat anymore. You, you wouldn't think that there would be enough uh, of that yeast left to even mm-hmm. contribute that much character. The only other option I could think of is I could have grabbed, I did pitch two packs of yeast for whatever silly reason. Cause I do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I could have grabbed um, like Lala. I, I think I just went with either like, Nottingham or something like that. So I might have grabbed a pack of that and a pack of Abbey Abbey yeast. It's oh, possible because yeah. I have some of that. That's the only other option I could think of that I could have yeah. done. And what type noticed. of what type of yeast do you generally use? Like uh, brandways. I, I use dry mostly. So I use a lot of Lalamond and Fermentus and some mangrove jacks. Um, I'm a brew I often want to brew on the fly or at least pick the beer I'm gonna brew like right before, sometimes the day of, often the day of. So <laughs> Like I keep yeah. a lot of grain on hand and a lot of different dry yeasts on hand. I kind of like will plan ahead like, hey, I want to brew this type soon. So I'll order the yeast so I have it if it's something, you know, that I don't always have. But, yeah. Awesome. Sam says she's going to she is going to garnish for shrimp. So and Sam is uh, the better <laughs> half of, of the, the Ross family. here. Oh. Brew with us. <laughs> so, I think I think. Mm-hmm. I think I think um, Travis should should put some cocktail mm-hmm. sauce in his. That way, they kind of have together like a little shrimp Boom. cocktail there you go. IPA. Oop, breaking Erdinger, Dunkel. Because mm. you don't have enough Dunkel at home already. I mean, I I always have something like that. You know, you got to always have uh, <laughs> some sort of dark lager. That's my uh, preference. Something to compare it to. Beer number mm-hmm. two, classic sponsor us i haven't had any hams in my fridge in like a long time i just keep finding stuff that that i want to i want to drink like the uh the bell's spruce tip um ipa you can only get that in their christmas 12 pack so you know i I bought it you know just for the three spruce beers and i'm sitting here drinking all the rest of them now like the christmas ale and the two-hearted and the I don't remember what the other one was. No, oh, Christmas Sale is one of my favorites of theirs. Yeah, I mean, no, that's got to be up there with Oktoberfest. One mm-hmm. of my favorite Scotch, Scotch ales. It is a um, great one. We, uh, as a club, Keepers of Craft, uh, that Brandon and Jordan are a part of as well. Uh, we had a meeting last night, and one of our uh, club members, Gerald, brought a, a Scotch mm-hmm. ale. And I hope you guys had it. I did because I think that was one of the my, my like favorite beers of last night. It was a uh, it was an excellent excellent beer, and I asked him how he brewed it. Um, and I hope I'm not like spoiling his secrets or anything like this, but um, I don't I don't have the ingredient list offhand because uh, you know it's just hard to remember that sort of stuff. But it, it sounded pretty typical of a uh, of a Scotch ale grist. But um, and so these are some tips that I like. He. Uh, he boiled off, I think, uh, 
somewhere maybe like halfway through the mash he pulled off i think he said four gallons of war um out of his you know his, again it's a 15 gallon batch so you know for five gallon brewers maybe close to two, oh, one gallon yeah yeah um and boiled it down for um i think a good hour he said i think he boiled it down to three gallons um so he was probably boiling it for a good long while while that mash was going on um i've i've heard when doing five gallon batches boiling it down to anywhere from between like you know a couple cups of liquid left to almost like a syrup <laughs> to maybe like a quart of liquid just to sort of condense all those sugars and then mm-hmm. uh, essentially leave that in the boil pot so that when you um, start your boil and stuff you essentially you know are, are mixing in this nice warty caramely sugar and uh, so you're sparging with a little bit of extra water to make up for what you boiled off to kind of create that uh, you know condensed flavor goodness um but that really starts to add like a lot of that uh that caramely flavor uh to that style of beer uh, and then he said he boiled it for 90 minutes as well so a nice long boil afterwards just to and this is a contentious topic i think a little bit um some people argue that boiling for longer periods of time doesn't do anything except you know condense the the sugar and the liquid more and some people argue that it does actually add um you know more flavors more uh mm-hmm. what's the what's the word i'm looking for not melanoidin no, no, but no. uh oh mayard yeah um and so i i i'm a fan of the longer boil to create more flavor that's that's the stance that i take um but mm-hmm. i i think that you know, a good long boil for a scotch ale is, if not required, at least appropriate. Um, and, and I mean, if your beer turns out the, the way Gerald's did last night, then you're well. You're going places. <laughs> I've got I've got some time off next week. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try to I have <laughs> try to get one more brew in this year. And yeah, I love I love myself a scotch ale, so maybe I'll give it a shot. I uh, I was thinking about doing the same thing. I was thinking about doing a wee heavy because normally I would have a wee heavy, um, you know, either on tap or bottled going into the winter, just because that fits the, you know, yep. it fits the the the, the weather for me. Um, and I haven't done one in two years now. Um, I actually yeah. got some pretty not so great feedback on on one that I did a couple years ago, and it kind of made me sad and put me off to the style as much as I I love it. Cause I'm like, oh man, can I not really brew as you know a good one as, as what we have in stores? And you know what? I'm like, fuck it. I really like that beer, so um, I'm going to take a look at my recipe, and I'm going to you know do some comparisons to maybe some of the NHC gold medal winning recipes, and um, you know try to implement Gerald's uh, tips and make a good beer. I don't know if I'll push ten percent. Um, I may I may go closer to like eight and a half or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, I usually but, shoot for seven and a half, eight, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think the bells bells is seven and a half. Uh, I have a bottle. Seven and a half. Yeah. Boom. Nice. And you know, it was it was bottled on ten one this year, so October first. <laughs> um and some people also, I, I actually had a discussion with somebody online earlier today about um, Scottish beer, and, and they were talking about, you know, if they could brew it in time to drink for Christmas. And I don't, 
I don't really think that that this style of beer. Oh my god! Not to go off topic here. Uh, That's what this show's about. We <laughs> we're, we're talking about Scottish beer, sure. and, and that was our like most like failed worst episode of of the show. Oh, wise <laughs> wasn't it? But, but, so that. maybe maybe we can redeem ourselves now. But um, um, I uh, like a fuck. I don't I don't I don't remember where I was going. You were talking with somebody online. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, th- they were saying that they were worried they wouldn't have enough time to let the beer like mature and come into its own, and I was like. And I, I honestly think that these beers drink great fresh. Like there's very few beers that I don't keg after two weeks and, and drink immediately. Um, and, and I think that, that a scotch beer like this, even if we have, is probably just fine. Something with a little bit higher ABV may, may need, you know, a little extra time in the fermenter, but I don't know. The, the only thing that I really try not to rush is a Russian Imperial Stout. I was just going to say that. Anything that's got a high amount of those roasted malts yeah. or toasted malts, like those are, yeah, you, you want to give those time to mellow out some of those deeper flavors. I, uh, I tend to use a lot of hops in mine too. And uh, a lot of a lot of low alpha acid hops instead of like a little bit of high alpha acids um just because i think it it makes a more complex beer maybe i don't know in my opinion that's just how it plays off in my mind but um the the bitterness between you know all those hops and and the roasted malts can be overwhelming right at first and Uh, absolutely you know after a month or two of that kind of leveling off it, it really starts to you know get into its own that's another thing i haven't done recently is uh you know any sort of high abv stout i used to have a russian imperial stout on at least once a year and i haven't done that in two years i've been brewing a lot of lagers and low abv beers and stuff lately um what about you guys yeah yeah i used to i used to brew you know every every year at this time i well beforehand i mean I'd usually want it ready for Christmas. I'd brew a cinnamon stout and hmm. shit. I did that for probably five, six years straight. Um, you know, and the one year that I uh, brewed it without the cinnamon, that's uh, you know what I, I got my first medal with at the mm-hmm. Michigan Homebrew Fest. Um, and then I brewed it again uh, shortly after and just really wasn't super happy with it for some reason. I don't know what happened. I'd have to go back and check my notes, but didn't, didn't, haven't brewed it ever since. Um, but yeah, I'm sitting here looking at my, all my recipes and, you know, I was just talking, I had just had um, on Saturday, a cinnamon stout from, I want to say the main brewing company. Oh, um, did you find that in a store? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize they were distributing out here. Yeah, it was at, over at um, uh, Megabev over here on Oakland. Um, you didn't happen to see lunch, did you? No, they didn't. They only had cans. Lunch, oh, I think, okay. only comes in uh, bottles. I have uh, had lunch, though. I had lunch really? when I was out in Boston. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Um, it, and I had another um, like New England-style IPA called Prism, I want to say, which was it was like a sour New England something or other. This, this, this was like four years ago or so at this point. Uh, delicious lunch was delicious. Um, I had the opportunity because I think they would, I want to say they had lunch and dinner there and I had, I had never heard of it at the time. So I just took the one bottle uh, of lunch because they said that's the one that they usually sell out of uh, faster. Mm-hmm. 
But anyways, uh, picked up a cinnamon stout. Um, I want to say it was called Toasties. Hmm. Um, quite good. Like probably one of the best cinnamon stouts I've had. Um, for like it was like three twenty five or something for a sixteen ounce can. Oh wow! Like maybe it was four bucks. Reasonable. Yeah, it was it was super super reasonable for for what it was. Um, and I picked up a number of other uh, flavored stouts because Andrew and I could not make it out to All Stouts Day. Um, so we you know we wanted to, or I guess it wasn't Saturday; it was Sunday. Um, we did this yesterday. Today's Monday. Holy shit! Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I picked up a number of other like flavored stouts, and uh, there wasn't really anything else that I could note. You know, I won't go through which ones that I bought or what have you. But I will say that 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 uh, that cinnamon stout from Main Beer Company was quite good. Definitely worth it. For it. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. I'm glad we're we're getting some of their beer out here. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's hey. the first time I've seen it. I, I didn't even know it was from the main beer company until I got home. Oh. It's either a beer trade or like, you know, one of those services where you can buy random bottles for different mm-hmm. places online. I, I've had lunch once, but that was quite a quite a while ago. So I can't even really I remember liking it, but that's about all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well yeah. yeah, same here. Yeah. Yep. Shoot. Which from the name that toast you said for that stout makes me want to make a stout with some cinnamon toast crunch in it. Yeah. Yep. But I don't know if I wanted to drink a lot of that either. The one, the one thing that got me on this is that was the reason why I picked it up. Cause I saw it. I was like, Oh, what's toasties. I was just reading the label. I was like, Oh, cinnamon stout said specifically made with Vietnamese cinnamon. I was like, oh, nice. all right. You know, it's not just like your normal, you know, run of the mill, you know, cinnamon, you know, that we have here in the U S which is technically not cinnamon, but, um, regardless, you know, it was, it was an actual true cinnamon and it was, it was quite good. It was quite good. I think it clocked in at about eight and a half percent or so, maybe nine. I'd have to look at the can again, but it was, it was good. I recommend it. Look for that next one there. The, uh, I brewed, so without having ever had it, I brewed sort of uh, what my interpretation of like a, a double lunch IPA would be um, three months ago, maybe. I entered it into the, the Michigan State Fair competition. Um, it took a, a silver in that competition, but it was a really, really good beer. It was one of uh, the better IPAs, I think, that I, I've made in quite a while. I really liked it. And uh, if I remember right, I think the the hop combo was Centennial, Simcoe, and Amarillo in varying oh, amounts. Like good. Um, Centennial for most of the bittering, uh, which you know you can't go wrong. Um, yeah, it was it was totally good in the fermenter downstairs. Uh, I'll probably be kegging it sometime in the next couple of days. I have a uh, something similar going. I. Did not have any Amarillo, and I decided that I really needed to, or I didn't have any Simcoe, and I decided that I really needed to use up uh, hops in my my freezer, and uh, I swapped that out for Brew One. Okay. My last like four IPAs or pale ales have all just been what What do I have left over? Yeah, that's yeah. that's I'm not brewing enough right now. Like I I used to buy hops by the pound, and 
I'm not brewing enough right now to to do that. So I've got a lot of leftover stuff that's honestly just getting old. I should probably toss it. And while while I'm here, real quick, I'm gonna gonna correct myself. It's not from Maine Beer Company. Hmm. It's from Lone Pine Brewing Company, which is still uh, in Maine. Okay, it's, so, it's close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going back through and remember I was talking because uh, as uh, my wife and I were sharing this beer, and I was like, "Oh, they're from Maine." And then I started going off on this thing, like I had this sought after beer from the Maine Beer Brewing Company, and I guess that's where I associated it. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, I guess, set that record straight real quick. But still, very good, highly recommended. Nice. Um, yeah. I, shoot, I was going to say something, and now I, I totally forgot it. Sorry, yeah, okay. detracted you. No, no, it's totally fine. Um, oh, you know what it was? Um, no, maybe it wasn't that. Well, my, fuck it. My, Go on with my it. Whole, my, I know, my, my whole mix-up was... Uh, I, I, so I, I made this beer, um, and... Uh, No, I'm, I, I just lost it again. I've only had three beers tonight. Come on, man. Oh, that's what it was. I made a graph. And I, I, know, I, I know this. It sounds like I'm derailing the conversation, but but it links back. I, uh, I put together six ounces of dry hops for that beer that I just talked about with a, with a brew one substitution. And uh, I got some cider from Houston Farms when, when you brought that cider uh, for me when we were brewing the Seacomp IPA. Um, I thought it was Centennial. I I uh, forgot that I repackaged all of my um, my hops that I was going to use as the dry hop for this beer in a Centennial package and just wrapped it with a rubber band and threw it in the freezer. So I, I pulled it out and I'm like, oh my God, I have like six ounces of Centennial. This is super awesome. I was going to use this for a graph. <laughs> it was not Centennial. It was a 33-33-33 blend of Brew One Amarillo and uh, Centennial. So that I boiled with that for like 30 minutes to create the wart for, you know, one fifth of the, the liquid for my graph. So I don't know what it's going to end up tasting like. Hmm. Um, I think I'm going to buy some more Centennial to at least dry hop with before I keg it. But it's going to be uh, potentially more like fruity than I anticipated. I don't know. That's not going to be um, bad for a graph. I, though, I it may not be. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, turn yeah, out really, well. who knows? It'd be interesting. So, speaking of, uh, I guess, just stupid mistakes and stuff like that, <laughs> I want to say, I want to say the issue uh, that caused me doing that was uh, brewing Sea Gump and you know day drinking all day because I'm pretty sure that I yep. made that war later on into the evening, <laughs> and and that entire weekend was just. I mean, we started drinking at noon that day, uh, making that beer and <clears throat> excuse me. I didn't stop, you know, after we, after you know, everybody left, oh, your shit's um, already out. You might as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, what am I going to do? Go take a nap. And <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I decided to make. to make more alcohol <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So then that caused that. And then the next day was all stouts day. So. That was we a, all know how that turns uh, out. Yeah, it's a long weekend. Anybody watching say, that has not went to All Stouts Day, mm -hmm. do it. This is the first year I've missed, and I don't know how long, and I'm very sad. But 
Sorry, yeah. I, I interrupted you, Brian. No, you're fine. Did uh, Brandon, did you make it out? I did not. I thought about going over there and I kind of wanted to, but uh, I ended up not getting out there in time. I was like, oh, maybe I'll sneak out there and try some leftovers that are still maybe on tap if they have some, but but no. Sad. I, I wish and, you know, I guess maybe now that, you know, they're, I guess, under new ownership or will be. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, maybe not. I guess we'll see. Well, we'll see, we'll see what happens with it, but um, I hope and pray to the beer gods that they will eventually put a release out of the barrel-aged bear hug. Hmm. I still have one bottle of bear hug in my uh, fridge. They only did like what one release of that. Yeah, it was like so. coconut. Well, no, bear hug does have coconut in it already. Yeah. It was like, yeah, Blackbeard's barrel aged yes. bear hug or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the yeah. one that I got a bottle of. Yeah. Oh, they they did release it once. God damn it! Yeah, I, I must. You know what? I was probably it, it was that was one of the like. Um, Shit! What do you call it? Um, general store, general things. store exclusives. It yeah. was on Black yeah. Friday, if I remember right. Ah, I yes. Now I remember this. Yeah, that's. I couldn't. Yeah. I had family over during that yeah. time when they had it released, so I in, couldn't get in, out there and make it. In my opinion, you're not missing out on anything. Um, yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, there was, there, was like floaty, there were so many floaties in it, and it. Was oh, super yeah. Cold. No, I remember yeah. that. I remember that now. Yeah. Actually, I do. I do think I had that one. What? What? What is it that I'm looking for? I guess bear hug in general. I don't know. I love bear hug. It's something I look forward to every year, and it's generally only. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyways, I, yeah. I made you lose your train of thought. <laughs> yeah, you did. I was getting my bear hug. I um, mean, I do remember. I do remember when it came out. There was a lot of. Uh, there was like a huge, big mix of people that were fans of it and loved it, yeah, and a were, big mix of people who just hated it and hated that floatings floaties. Yeah, in it, so <laughs> yeah, I, I was on the I was on the boo floaty side. side. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I don't I don't want floaties in my beer. Like I don't. It reminds me of the when we did the um. Oh, what was it? Was it the? It wasn't the draft beer competition with keepers. Um, it was uh, oh shit when they pulled ingredients out of a hat and it was like you had to use mm. a nut and a fruit uh, oh yeah and, yeah mm-hmm. what's that iron brew yeah that's what it was yeah. yeah and and jason's the coconut that he put in his uh beer did not fully i guess uh what do you say yes yeah it didn't mix properly so you'd pour it out <laughs> and there'd be like this off-white slimy goo that would slide into your glass <laughs> Didn't he win? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) It tasted great. You can taste Uh, everything, though. That was the thing. uh, I I think that, and hopefully I'm not, you know, spoiling a a trade secret here. I think he used some sort of coconut extract in that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good beer, but uh, yeah, there, there are some consistently issue consistency issues that I I have issues with sometimes. Um, 
that's what I had with my uh, my Bell's beer was supposed to be a raspberry sour, and the flavoring that I got the the flavoring syrup uh, didn't like the pH or whatever, so it wouldn't mix properly mm. within the beer. So I was like, oh, you know, if I took a butter knife and like stirred it up and mixed it up, it tasted great. Like it was like a nice tart raspberry sour. Um, but I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that with the bottles and just, you know, give them all flat beer. Like there's <laughs> nothing, there's nothing I, I could really do, I guess, outside of degas it. Um, cause I was planning on fla- just flavoring the bottles and using the flavoring, you know, outside. Um, but didn't have enough time cause you know, the brewing window is super short for the Bell's homebrew competition. So I was like, I'm not going to degas it, let it warm up. Then, you know, how would you say uh, mix it up and then cool it back off and re you know so, so here's it. the thing and, and something that i wonder if you were to put it in the bottle and then bottle the beer on top of it and then cap it theoretically even if oh. you were to like shake it up and stuff like that yeah yeah um the, the the amount of co2 that that stays in the headspace is is gonna be limited it there's only yeah. going to be so much heads in the headspace there whether yeah, you yeah, probably a good idea um like just let it sit or, or you know keep it in the fridge or whatever like um i, I think that that should work should reassimilate yeah yeah it would I uh, especially if you get that cold again yep uh, it's a good idea oh well i mean whatever <laughs> bell's homebrew competition is bygone um yeah next year i've i found that like I, I used to brew my my cinnamon stout a lot for the Bell's homebrew competition as well, uh, using their wort, and I found that that always usually went decently far, you know, further than most of my other experiments. Um, but I don't know, just didn't have the time this year, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I wonder how many entries we're gonna see. Uh, I think we joked about this before, but how many blueberry, you know, beers we're going to see next year. <laughs> I, I, don't, yes. I don't know whether just out of spite or like, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for, you know, for that. We should get all the keepers together and all do blueberry beers. It's, it's, just, it's, in my, it's, it's on my list of things that I want to do. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, for the, for the, that, that don't know, um, and I think we had this discussion. I, I don't remember if Ian explicitly said it when we, we had a show with him about the, the homebrew competition this year, but pretty sure he um, was on there. Yeah. He said, don't brew with blueberries, but I don't know if he specifically said why. I and mean, we have talked about it since, but I guess Larry Bell uh, does not particularly care for blueberries and has like vowed to never make a beer with blueberries in it um, at Bell's. But uh, now that he's retired and they're owned by uh, Lion. Yeah, and whoever whoever owns Lion, it's uh, what's the parent yeah. company? Lion, Lion, Lion is the parent company, I thought, and Lion Kieran, owns Lion, um, Kieran, Kieran, yeah. Kieran, yeah. Oh, okay. I think Kieran owns Lion, maybe, and then Lion owns New Belgium, something like that. It's yeah, it's a whole long chain of bullshit. But thank you, Ron. Yeah. Oh, um, is, yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll put something weird up. I hope beyond hope that everything stays as it is with the homebrew community. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't hate to lose them as a homebrew shop, 
Um, that would hate for the homebrew competition to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really hoping that all that sticks around. And I know a big part of that was because of Larry's roots as a home brewer. You know, that's, that's sort of how Bell started back in the eighties and stuff like that is, you know, him and whatever size, what, 15 gallon boil kettle and something. Like yeah. Yep. So yeah, we'll see. I hope so too. I hope he didn't put some sort of a uh, clause in the contract, no blueberry beers or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that would be. I would have. I mean, I would. not <laughs> put it past them. I know. I would. I would have so much respect for that. That would be really funny. Like, <laughs> like he specifically like lost out on like ten million dollars just to make sure that they never brewed like a blueberry <laughs> beer or something. Fuck <laughs> like, you, blueberries. Yeah. Like. <laughs> the entire like blueberry market in Michigan just like suffers because of. You know, Larry's hatred of a fruit. Uh, oh, that'd yes. be too good. Larry, if you're watching, I, uh, I'm just joking. I would never make a blueberry bear and, and submit it to the homebrew competition. He does, he does get on. He's, he's been on two of our shows before in the comments. He has. It's always it's random. Like, I know. <laughs> you never know. And it's always the, the most terrible shows, too. It is, too, because like <laughs> the last one we were talking about, you know, theoretically, you know, distilling down homebrew, which, you know, is a conversation a lot of homebrewers have when they have a batch of beer that doesn't turn out. Be like, oh, I wish I could save this alcohol. You know, none of us distill. So it's like we're kind of just. <laughs> kind of just talking out of our ass off of what you know what we're researching and reading online um you know and yeah it's uh yeah it was it was it was interesting to see him on i can't remember what the first episode he was he was on was it, it wouldn't put it past me if it was our scotch beer episode right? <laughs> <laughs> that would just like it would make too much sense or like our first cider episode i don't know We'll have to go I back. Think it was and... just Andrew Blake on that one. Yeah, we will. We will have to go look. Hopefully, ah, I don't. I don't know what our what our ability to search comments is through our like admin page. Hey, you know, maybe whatever. maybe now that he's not you know running his brewery, he said he's getting out of the business. You know, maybe maybe he still wants to come on and talk about it. You know, come maybe, on and talk about his experience on starting one of the nation's biggest uh, uh, breweries. Maybe we can teach him how to homebrew. I bet bet it's been a while since he busted out a propane burner and a, you know, five gallon uh, uh, boil kettle or something. You need to talk him into doing a homebrew session without helping just to see how he does things. He'd kill it. He'd kill it. (laughs) Oh, for sure. But yeah, I mean, as, as uh, I guess, unfortunate or, you know, things change. You know, founders uh, sold a portion of their ownership a number of years ago. You know, people get older. I heard that, you know, one of the main reasons Larry decided he was retiring was citing some health issues. Uh, He said he's Mm -hmm. fine, which is great. I hope he continues Mm -hmm. with his good health. Um, But, you know, you have instances like that in life that kind of make you, you know, you know, recenter your focus. And, you know, I don't know what he's going to do with his time, but whatever he's going to do is he feels is... uh, you know, more important. So mm-hmm. I, I wish him the best in his endeavors moving forward. Definitely. I was uh, talking with a few people last week and we were trying to think of who the biggest, you know, now uh, independent brewery in Michigan is. Um, Ooh, that's and I, tough. And I, 
I can't remember if short still qualifies or not. Um, I think they do because I thought their their partnership with PBR was only distribution. But that was a long time ago, so things may have changed there. Was yeah. it PBR? I, th- I, I thought it was... Uh... Or maybe that was New Holland. Oh, I didn't realize New Holland did. Shoot. I know New Holland has a dis- distribution uh, distribution deal. Now, uh, off to the Googles. No, yeah. well, I'm waiting for Ron to chime in. Ron, uh, <laughs> Ron knows Heineken. Ah, Heineken. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 19.99%. So I think oh, under the Brewers Association, that's still considered um, independent. Slash, you know, the uh, the Sam Adams Association. Well, now I'm curious on, on New Holland. Yeah. I didn't realize they had any... Uh, partial ownership i thought they were still all no i don't think i don't think they have partial ownership i think i said they they have a distribution deal where whoever owns pbr pbr you know does their distribution for them Hmm. Um, we gotta we gotta get the better on draft guys in here uh they tend to keep really good tabs on that stuff um ron's founders no apparently you know i'm looking on here uh, from craftbrewingbusiness.com. Uh, New Holland. Site. Yeah, I just, it's, <laughs> the first, it's the first hit that Google's given me. So uh, apparently they signed a deal. It doesn't say when for PBR to do distribution. Um, just so they had national distribution of their. Of their beers, um, but I don't know when that was. Looks like maybe sometime around 2016. Yeah, it's probably New Holland that's truly and in, truly independent anyway. Still, as I do enjoy a number of their beers. Poet is uh, New Holland is one of my really favorite. Yeah, they're uh, they're beer barrel aged bourbon. Uh, is stellar. Um, it is. It is. I, I haven't bought it in a while, but I used to keep that on hand. And uh, I think I've uh, had four or five fifths of that around. Um, <laughs> so I was super excited about it when it first came out. And the first bottle that I had was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, second bottle I bought uh, didn't really taste like much. It was just kind of like. It, it was very hot. It was almost like unfinished vodka. It was just, it just didn't, yeah, it didn't taste right. Uh, second bottle I bought was also the same way because I bought one right after that. Um, and I don't know if they just had a bad batch or something or bad, you know, period where, you know, they were redoing their formulations. Um, but um, then uh, not that long ago, uh, shit, probably sometime around the beginning of the pandemic, I saw that they had the beer barrel bourbon rye, and I love myself some rye. Rye, whiskey, me? rye. yeah, no, yeah, oh. yep, they, they have okay. a rye version. Um, and since I was like, okay, well, I bought the rye bottle and we tried that, and I was like, and that was amazing. Um, so the next day, I immediately went out, oh, bye, Brandon. That's um, bounce for a sec. Yeah. Um, 
immediately went out the next day and bought the uh, normal bottle just so I could have them back to back. And that mm-hmm. secondary bottle was also phenomenal. And then after I finished those two, I went out and bought another of the normal bottle. Um, and this is all within like a week, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. So I, I would highly recommend trying that out. Um, I have not tried their Knickerbocker gin though. And I, I mm. am getting back in the gin. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to try that. I've got a bottle. Well, some of a bottle left from that. I've had it for a couple of years. So of the gin. Yeah. It's pretty good. What, what, good. Good. Do you, are you, are you guys like straight gin drinkers or do you tend to do like a like martinis or gin and tonic for me? Yeah, I mean, gin okay. and tonic would be my favorite thing, but that said, there is some, I will say, I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out to, uh, uh, Kalamazoo distilling. Is it, uh, their, uh, Bronson park gin is, is good for just sipping like i that's what i like mm. that one for okay. um it's a it's a barrel aged one so it's like it does have like if i remember it actually i have a bottle of it let me i'm gonna just grab it that way i can yeah. not guess yeah yeah share it with us through the stream we need uh we need this technology uh but yeah kilms you still house bronson park gin anyways here's the bottle no oh, are yeah. they distributing or did you buy that down at the yeah, you buy it right store? from them okay i have so, not been there yet they yeah, might no, distribute neither. to some local places but like this stuff is i mean for instance batch one bottle 237 wow Dude. that's kind of nice uh let's see what they say about it but it is i mean this is some good sipping gin in my book yeah so it depends on the gin like for gin and tonic, I'm perfectly happy with throwing some Seagrams, honestly. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And yeah. I had, um, last time my wife and I were up in Traverse City, we stopped at, I can't, it wasn't the Traverse City Distilling Company. I can't remember what it was. It's on, on the main strip. Um, I hadn't seen it there before. It had been a year or so since we'd been up there, so I don't know if they were like brand new, but they had a gin they had a barrel aged gin like what you had, but they didn't mm. have any on hand, so I didn't get to try it. Uh, but their standard gin um, was very uh, interesting and unique. There was it was like a higher amount of, um, I guess, a, a, rather I'll say a lower amount of like juniper that they put in there, so it wasn't quite as piney as what you would normally get. It almost had more mm. of a floral and citrusy. Uh, notes to it so they kind of boosted a lot of the the other botanicals uh, while they were doing their distilling um so it was very very interesting it was pretty good and i could see that you know poured on just some rocks um and i'm usually a neat drinker um but i do feel like you know with some gin you know i'd probably be pretty good with <laughs> there you go it's got a nice color to it hmm. it That's does Hey, this is a good episode. Somebody's already into liquor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally that doesn't happen unless we get like Drew Jacobs on or uh, That's or true. Jason's having a particularly you know rough day. <laughs> no, then he then he starts breaking out the ten and twelve percent stouts <laughs> out of his cellar. I need to start doing that. I mean, so 
back when I first started, you know, really getting into craft beer, I, I became a, a bit of a hoarder, you know, I, I, I would seek out, you know, those sort of beers that you kind of sit on and age for a little bit. And, you know, I'd, I'd be out there getting, you know, all the goose Island variants and sitting on them and stuff like that. And now I, I have all these beers downstairs that I, I, they might even be past their prime, you know, just it's, it's the stupidest thing. Like I need to either, start drinking these or sharing them with people or giving them away or something. I, I, I should have drank them like a long, long time ago. And maybe, maybe this, this becomes, you know, Brian's like rant segment of the night, but I, I very much am becoming a fan of drinking the majority of the, you know, harder to find beer uh, sooner than later. Mm. Um, maybe with the exception of like stuff that, you know, is, is highly sought after whatever like beer barrel time or something but um yeah i don't know i, I i've been busting open occasionally uh, some of the older stouts that i have downstairs like uh, even older like black notes and stuff like that and i think they would have been so much better a couple of years ago and i'm just like oh, this is stupid they like, are why why am i doing that they yeah. are I, I don't know like uh, I, i'm pretty sure you and i have shared a few different verticals um mm -hmm. And I've done it a number of times with, you know, other people who are really big in the beer trade and, you know, maybe it's just my personal preference, but almost, almost every single time, um, save, you know, I think one vertical, you know, one or two verticals, maybe KBS, um, that I've had of some of the variants, but almost every single time the, the, the younger, the beer, the better it tastes mm -hmm. to me. Like there's, there's more flavor, there's more depth, there's more going on in the beer. Um, <clears throat> and if I didn't enjoy that newest one, it was the previous year. Like, yeah, I, I, I've never had a vertical where I'm like, oh, you know, I really like this version that's aged five years or something <laughs> like that. It's like, no, it's like, okay, so we got the 2021 version and I kind of like the 2020 version uh, just a little better. And it's, it's hardly hardly better but it's never been like oh yeah i like this older version a lot better i feel like you know after it's aged for five years it's not quite like you know wine or mead or mm -hmm. you know anything else like <clears throat> specifically i feel like because a lot of those are still um yeah like okay. you don't i don't i i don't know if you know if it's carbonated drink it it's good it's gonna be better fresh maybe, maybe a few months old you know, up to a year maybe, but, yep. but I'm, I'm like you, I've got, I've got, um, I've actually got some of the bourbon counties from you. You've gifted me a few. So I think mm. I've got two or three. Um, I think I've got two from you and then I bought one just to get a, you know, three year vertical and I've just sat on it. Um, now I've got a vertical of expedition. I think I've got four years of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think black note, but that's that's it and it's just more or less like i just don't it's more sentimental at this point like i don't want to drink them because yeah, it's like I, <laughs> I, I like it like i like having those those years but at the same time like I, every time i'm in my cellar i'm looking at them like those are not getting better like but you know yeah. i don't really want to drink that by myself yeah like, that's exactly. kind of where i'm at like, like, i don't want to have four yeah. 10% stouts and just hate <laughs> myself the next day. Good points. Yeah. Good points. Um, 
but that's just me. Somebody yeah. else might think completely different. You know, I all... do have some some sours that I'm sitting on, and I don't think that those are necessarily the same. You know, it's... no, it's the pH is different, so they're they're going to age a little differently. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I uh, we we had that really old beer episode um, where we were drinking the. Uh, some of the eccentric ales and some of the expedition stouts from like the 1990s from bells in the early 2000s and uh um a lot of those beers just ended up tasting the same like you know kind of cardboardy and and not all that good i think there was like one exception with one of the the expedition stouts that i was like oh yeah you know, this is this is actually pretty good but I mean, and and that's going to an extreme, you know. We're we're talking, you know, twenty five plus years, but All right, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do you remember like those beers, Jordan? I think that we maybe had like I was not there for that episode. Were you? Were you in in, no. in Jason's no. basement? Yeah, it was. Uh, David, David was with you guys. You I wanted to be I, there. But... I thought it was the four of us. What was the other episode of Jason's Basement that you were there for? We did. Uh, that was a cellar clean out. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's yeah. where I brought a bottle of water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was there. I remember that. Because <laughs> I didn't have the box labeled. I was like, just grab the bottle out of there. I'm like, all right. That was cellar so, water. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you bottle water? So I did I did a um I did a, a pop bar for uh brother <laughs> my brother-in-law's wedding. So it was kind of like um you know Italian soda if you will. So I brought my kegerator and we were mixing, they had, had uh, soda syrups and whatnot. And we were mixing mm-hmm. stuff on the fly there. Um, but I don't recall us. I was like, okay, well it's non-alcoholic. So it's not like we're cutting people off. So I don't know how much people are going to have. I, I had zero confidence that four kegs, will, you know, which is approximately about 200 glasses, um, mm. you know, is going to be enough. So, I bottled four kegs of carbonated water and uh, had four kegs. Okay. So, and uh, it turns out that four kegs was more than enough. So then I just came back with 200 bottles of carbonated <laughs> water as well. <laughs> and we've just been crying. We still have some, I still have like two whole cases and that's been like six years or something like that. Like oh we God. just occasionally pop one open and you feel like the prepper. Yeah, yep. yeah, basically, yeah. At this point, <laughs> so when we're doing the hard seltzer episode next week, you're not gonna, you know, fuck us over, right? And, and drink some and of that no. instead. You, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, what's up, Ryan? Uh, Four Giants is super good. I really like that beer. I do not know if I've had Four Giants. Yeah, I think it comes in four packs. I'll have to I'll have to tell me if I'm wrong on that, but I, I do really like it. Run, run, spitting out the facts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he says in 2020, founders had the most volume brewed in Michigan. Bell's was number two, and number one for Michigan owned. So yeah, that's interesting. The founders is think, owned by a Spanish company. I want to say Miguel something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, San Miguel. I think San Miguel, yeah, that's it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. That's exactly it. 
Last I read too, I think uh, roughly half of their production uh, goes into making all day IPA uh, too, which is just like absolutely insane. Like, and I'm sure something very similar is true with bells. Um, if anybody listening to the show has not done a bells tour, um, go do one. It's, I don't want to say life-changing, but it's just like you get, you get a whole new appreciation for how large a batch of beer you can brew at a time is. When, when you see that the, the, the fermenters that they use to, to ferment too hearted, uh, like, like stick through the roof. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you can't actually look up high enough to, to, to see the top of these. What things. are they like? Eight, is it 800? It's 800 barrels. Isn't it? I think, I think that might be right. Yeah. Some, some, and they uh, have like 26 of them and that they're constantly going through. And just to do it with the, with the consistency yeah they do like how do you how do you brew 800 gallons barrels of of beer you know day to day potentially and have it taste the same 800 times 32 or whatever i've never had a two hearted that tasted different it's always two hearted yep like they do such a good job picking out their centennial and stuff it's just it's insane it's absolutely insane for the volume (laughs) that they put out and the quality that it is it's it's every bit as good as like um, Bud Light or Miller Light in terms of their day to day like yeah. like a yep. consistency. Yeah, I think um, I think my uh, favorite little tidbit from that learning, you know, learning. I'm not. You learn like if you if you get a chance to go do a tour, as I said, as Brian said, over here, um, go do it. It's it's amazing. Like the brew facility they have is gorgeous. Um, and if you've never been in a facility that does that amount of throughput, it's amazing to see. Um, but I was, I was <clears throat> amazed that, uh, the little, I think it was a little tidbit that they say that, uh, Michigan alone goes through one of those fermenters a day or something like that. Yeah. Uh, if not more. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are the, of course, absolute majority of that, of that consumption of that beer, but yeah, we, we fucking crush that beer. <laughs> it, it fuels us, you know, it, like, it does, but that's, that's insane. We're like Michigan's drinking 800 barrels of two hearted every single day. That's just an insane, that's an insane amount of drinking. And <laughs> I know it's, it's probably not something they should be laughing about, but <laughs> you know, you know yeah. wear it like a badge, Brian. I always because... go back to like, always go back to it. Like I'll buy other, you know, if I'm looking for my more crispy IPAs out there, you know, it's a, uh, uh, you know, not non hazies. It's the yep. one, it's the gold standard. And every time I try someone else's, it's, it's, it's never as good as too hearted. Like nope. it's, it, it could be great, but, Man, too hard to just is it's, it's a standby, it's consistent. You know, you know you're getting a good beer, you get a good hot flavor, it's good body, it's got a decent amount of sweetness. Like that's a you know, it's a crowning achievement. It's a great beer. You know, we were we were talking um about you know production with uh founders and we talked about New Holland earlier, and I remember talking to the guys at New Holland a while ago when they were first opening up, they were looking at like doubling their capacity um, <clears throat> for the, uh, for brewing. And this was, this was years ago. This was bef- uh, before their um, uh, PBR deal. Um, and as they were building their, their new brew house, uh, 
uh, or at very least getting it up to code to, you know, actually brew in the demand for dragon's milk had increased so much to where they had to dedicate that entire facility mm-hmm. to just doing dragon's milk. And then they had to figure out where they're going to brew all their other beer to fill the other demands. <laughs> It's like that's a that's a great that's a great problem to have, but you know that's a I guess a, a tricky you know something you have to navigate as as being a brewery owner, you know when you have a, a spike in demand on something like that, you know you have mm-hmm. to you have to fill it, and you know that's 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 what they had to do. As I understand it, too. Um you you have to meet the demands of your distributor as well or else that they they can they can potentially like remove you from your your contract with them oh like if like if um and i don't know exactly how it works because i'm not in the industry but as i understand it there were some you know obligations to uh to make a lot more beer which is part of why they they had to like expand so fast and stuff like that um to meet those those obligations and uh now that the demand is lower they have a lot less equipment to make like big batches of beer but they may not necessarily be selling it as fast you know it's kind of one of those things it's it's kind of a really shitty situation um Interesting. Are you talking about New Holland specifically? Oh, oh I'm sorry. For, for some reason, I, I thought we were talking about uh, Old Nation. I, I totally mm. misheard that. I was typing something into chat and, and I... No. Um, no, but that's, so, still, that's still 100% relevant. That's a wonderful, I think, wonderful thing to bring up. Uh, and, and I'm going to hate being like, if I'm like spreading rumors here or something like that, but I, I, I know that Old Nation and they've talked about this was not in a super good place um uh for a while you know they're they're potentially uh closing and stuff before they uh really really put a ton of effort into creating m43 um and and obviously it was a it was a great success um but it was it was such a success that uh that I, I think potentially, like uh, I don't know who their distributor is, maybe like Imbev uh, uh, or something like that, but or Imperial. But um, I, I think that they put a lot of pressure on Old Nation to to create more beer because they were getting pressure from uh, the outside to you know mm-hmm. distribute it, and they're like, well, we don't have any because you know Old Nation can't make it fast enough. And yep. so Old Nation's like, well, okay, we have to expand and make more. And then they did. They freaking up their production like mad. Um, I think they even have a production facility in, in Detroit now. Um, but, you know, obviously M43 isn't quite in uh, demand right now, I think. I think. Obviously, I don't have the numbers, but it doesn't feel like it's quite as in demand as it was, you know, a couple of years ago. A lot more competition. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, especially with, with with all the new competition and stuff like that. But um, no, I, I feel like that happens with just about any. Mm-hmm. How do you say? I don't want to call it a fad style because it's not because it's here to stay. But you know, you have that novelty push um, where demand gets super high, and then when you have something that's you know once once you have like a, a pinnacle that comes out like M forty three, you know at least locally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it kind of floods the market. People try a lot of other stuff and, 
you know, I think, you know, one thing will come out on top and a little bit of the fervor dies down. Yeah. I remember, I remember making a trip out to old nation, like before they distributed it and going there just because I'd heard so much buzz about it. And it, it did live up to the buzz at the time you roll up there and try it. And like, that was, I think the first real new England I had that I didn't have somebody send to me that was, that I knew was fresh, you know, right from the source. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're old nation now and you have like all these huge ass systems and, and, and again, I don't know what their sales are like, you know, these days, but if you have the, the ability to brew all this beer, but you're not selling it fast enough, like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Like, well, especially something like a new England that yeah. like that you can't sit on that. It's not going to last. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, I mean, it's still going to be beer, but it's not, you know, it's not going to hold on to those, you know, fruity esters as, as long, you know, that's, that's definitely a type of beer that needs to be consumed quickly. I want to point out again, that this is all theoretical. I don't know, you know, none of this is particularly fact in my mind. It's just all we hear saying stuff like that, but I, I can, I can, uh, empathize i guess with you know essentially having like a huge production facility and then you know not necessarily having the demand to use it so who knows i i hope that everything's uh, good with them though because they certainly deserve it um ron mathed out some <laughs> stuff for us so I, I put in chat a couple minutes ago uh asking if anybody wanted to do the math on 800 barrels a day to divided by Michigan's population. And it looks like it's about half ounce uh, per person per day, which sounds about right. I mean, uh, imagine, uh, you know, uh, you divide that by, or, or you multiply it, I guess, by 24. And, you know, I guess one out of every 24 Michiganders is having like maybe a bottle of two hearted a day, or, mm-hmm. you know, multiply that by 32. You know, and it's one out of every 32 Michiganders is having a pint of too hard of a day or something. So it didn't seem too unreasonable. I don't know. Maybe it does. I, I guess I don't know. Because that, that population maybe doesn't include the uh, just over 21 crowd, too. So so maybe that's actually even a little low. Yeah, I was just I was just actually trying to quick math out the over twenty one because I was yeah. thinking you probably did the whole population. Yeah, and I didn't think about that when I asked the question. So, what's that? What do we? Um... Well, we're we're saying that uh, Ron Ron mathed out my question just as I asked it. Um, oh, roughly good. a half ounce of uh, two hundred per person per day in Michigan consumed. Oh, there, Ron. Oh, Ron yeah. Ron. Nope, I think He's that's. Up. Yeah, there you go. Good job, Ron. <laughs> yeah, that's so. If I'm if I'm looking at that math properly, does that does does that mean there's more people over the age of 21 than there are kids? Which essentially means our population is going down. Oh, you know the population in well in Kalamazoo Portage especially is mostly elderly people. Like the elderly people are. That's why you'll see a boom of like retirement homes and like uh, assisted living homes cropping up here because a right. number of older folks here. Uh-huh. Here, that's you heard it here. This is now Michigan investing. If you need to put some money into something, uh, there you go. Oh yeah, seventy uh, percent is over twenty-one. Okay, okay, right. that's. I mean, that seems 
21 yeah. isn't, I mean, is childbearing age, but I guess like, yeah. I don't, there's still time. I know overall, like I'm getting way off topic here, but I know overall, like they're <laughs> anticipating that the world's population is actually going to curb down a little bit for the first time. in like however many centuries, because <laughs> people just aren't having kids as much. A quarter of Michigan residents are over 60. Whoa. So, wow. Just a good amount. Welcome to our city, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the for those of you watching the show that don't know, we're we're in the southwest Michigan area. So, uh, Kalamazoo, Portage, uh, Matawan, all those sort of areas. So, yep. Hmm. So, thank you all for doing the math for us. Um, before. We start wrapping up tonight. I have some other news. I guess I, I should share. I think either last week or the week before, know, last show or the show before, because I know we're we're times only doing every two weeks here. Um, I mentioned that I had sent off some beer to Doctor Homebrew. Um, oh yes. You, if you guys don't know, is a slow show slash podcast on the Brewing Network, um, where they have, uh, gosh, I think. I think both the Bryans are grandmaster judges. Um, they they take beer that people aren't particularly happy with, or really whatever they want to send. I think they do like a shit like kombucha, like if you want to send it, and uh, and they'll they'll do like a, a judging for you, um, and and talk to you on stream about like you know the beer and stuff like that. So I had a uh, a Chuck Pills that I brewed that I got some very particular feedback on. Uh, from homebrew club members and from the competition and from friends uh all stood in one particular flavor that i don't want to spoil um so i'm gonna be interested to see like if i get that um on the show tomorrow excuse me um and and yeah and see if i can get some advice on how to fix it so uh yeah the the show is tomorrow uh, like i just said um i think they're going to I think they're going to live stream uh, at around 10:30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, they're on Pacific time, so oh, it's like 7:30 for them, which is yeah. why that is so late for me. But um, if they don't live stream, um, then you will definitely be able to watch it later on YouTube and listen to it on their podcast. Uh, again, it's Doctor Homebrew, and it's on the Brewing Network. You can find it, subscribe to it. It's a great show. Um, Ryan, yes, it is on YouTube. Yeah, if you just search for Dr. Homebrew, it should show up. Um, I think they have over 200 episodes now. And it's just, it's good listening if you are just like working on something and just want some like background noise. Um, everybody on the show is like super fun. Uh, they have some great banter. It's uh, it's over 21, you know, it's 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 adult talk. So <laughs> it's not like they're they're not swearing and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so uh, I will try to share the show to the page tomorrow uh, if I see it pop up. But uh, otherwise, yeah, maybe 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 try to catch it live. But I don't know if they do comments and stuff quite like we do. But it could be fun to watch. Definitely, um, I'm trying to remember that. Yeah. Uh, besides that, you guys have anything else for tonight or 
I know we're we're coming up on ninety minutes here, and we have uh we have our show next week that we have to start prepping for right now. So, oh, I gotta get that liver primed for all that yeah. seltzer. Yeah, yep, that's that's gonna be. I had to give my wife a warning just to let her know this is gonna be my first <laughs> seltzer episode. <laughs> warning. Next I, uh, week's gonna yeah. be effed up. Yep, <laughs> we, don't, we don't we don't necessarily know, but I I think I'm gonna have like ten on hand just in case. I, I don't know how long we're, the show's gonna go on for, but the the last show I think I ended up like half naked on the couch uh, afterwards and, like, <laughs> during the show. Shana, Shana, Shana couldn't Shana couldn't get me out. Couldn't get me out of the, off the couch. <laughs> Sorry, I was about to make a comment about that, but I, I didn't want to offend Shana. There's a different I'm, website I'm, I'm, you can subscribe to. to see yeah, that. I'm looking over at the door here. I'm just waiting for her to for her to come around the corner and stare at me. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think next week's supposed to be supposed to be good. You know, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna sit around and shoot the shit. It's gonna be a lot like kind of a lot like this, but more people. More seltzer, uh, you know. I don't know. It's gonna be fly by the seat of our pants. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Nice. It'll be a good time. Yeah, I'll be enjoying watching y'all uh, get get uh, shit faced. Oh no, you're you're invited to be on the show for a little bit. We're we're yeah. gonna. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon, she's super happy. Hey, right, there's a Jason. He's alive. <laughs> All right, oh, we're, we're fighting. <laughs> Boom. He lives more, more seltzer, more. Yep. So I, I did not get to brew a seltzer like I had planned on, uh, but I'll go out and buy as much as I feel I need. If if memory serves, Jason still has some um, undiluted. Um, maybe like ten percent seltzer at his house. So maybe we can bug oh him for for some homebrew. I don't know. He'll have to he'll have to tell us. I'll I'll hang out here for a sec to see if he he comments and says whether he does or not. But oh yeah, we're gonna get that that Bud Light seltzer and and the Coors seltzer and what's your, what's your favorite seltzer brand so far? I think that we like truly better than White Claw. That's that's mine. Oh, it's twelve percent, and he still has it. Okay. Yep. But yeah, no, I'm I'm on the truly bandwagon. Um, okay. I do like I do like the odd sides seltzers. Uh, um, we had we had we had odd side on here uh, not that did. long ago, and he gave us one of their seltzers prior to being released, which was really cool. You know, having some unreleased stuff on show was awesome. Um, and yeah, I've had a few of their other seltzers. So if I can find, if I can find some of them and they make, if I recall, they, um, kind of holding true to, uh, you know, odd sides, they, they have some very unique flavors. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I can't, I don't want to, you know, I can't recall exactly what those were, but they did have some interesting flavors that were coming out. Uh, you can find them in six packs, uh, just about anywhere. I'll check uh, to see if they got the rum ham flavor. Yeah, yeah, there, there we yeah. go. <laughs> some uh, some mashed potato and gravy seltzer. Yes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sweet potato pie seltzer. Who came out with the pumpkin pie seltzer? Was that Bud Light? I sure. If, Probably. Oh, that sounds yeah. about right. 
do you guys remember when Jones Soda used to put out uh, holiday packs of their mm. of their soda? They they used to have flavors like that, like uh like you know turkey soda and stuff like that, <laughs> like shrimp soda. Um, uh, not not quite <laughs> that, I guess, but yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, that's that's next. The shrimp seltzer. That's we got all this shrimp that we need to use. Yes. Ooh, there's a Moscow Mule seltzer, mojito seltzer from Oddside. That, those I might have to try to search out. Those uh, sound interesting. I, Ryan, I do want to say I appreciate this dad joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I'm going to steal it. Ryan, uh, for the podcast listeners, oh. you said, just heard a dumb joke. When you excel, they spread sheet about you. Well, Ron's going to steal that one, too. He likes dad jokes. <laughs> it's like an IT dad joke. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you, Brandon, for joining us tonight. Um, everybody else, spread the word about next week. Uh, I will post the show uh, in probably like five minutes after we end this because now it has been more than uh, – it's it's now within the, the seven days uh, for that Facebook lets me post you know shows. Uh, so share that around. Uh, we would love to have a ton of people watch the show and, and party with us. Um, we'll get invites going out to people. Uh, Brandon, hopefully you can make it back next week and, and chug a seltzer too with us. And yeah, it's gonna be a grand old time. Can make so. it work. <laughs> awesome, perfect. Well, cheers, everybody, and uh, for all six of you Thank that you. are still watching the show, uh, mm. appreciate you, and have a good night, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.